Welcome back to the Cafe at Artichoke Music for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation. I'm Tom D'Antoni, as you may know. Do you need a coach? Think about it. Wouldn't that be nice to have someone on your side who wants to help you improve your work and can't fire you? With me is Vicki Green, who is a performing artist coach. What's that? That's what we're here to find out. In addition to musicians and bands, she coaches actors, writers, directors, and playwrights. So let's meet Vicki Green. Hello, Vicki. Hi, Tom. <laughs> Glad you could make it. Um, Me too. I probably, what, what we should let people understand is what exactly is a performing artist coach? Because that's a, that, there's a niche. There's a niche for you. Yeah. Um, I know you've done a lot of other stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. this is, that's, your, that's what your main thing is now, right? It's kind of my, well, I don't want to say my only thing, but everything's sort of under that umbrella. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. You may not be familiar with it because I actually kind of invented it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, it's an interesting place to be. It's sort of like, well, I don't see this anywhere, so I'm going to make it be a thing. Uh-huh. And um, so what I do is I specialize in in artistic coaching for serious performing artists and other types of creatives. Um, I work with musicians, actors, directors, playwrights, authors, coaches. Um, I help people focus on their artistry, deeply on their artistry Uh and move toward their artistic goals and create a more intentional and fulfilling artistic life so that can mean a lot of things yes yeah yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. so what are the first things you ask when they come to see you yeah um as you could probably imagine there's a lot of questions happening in a first session yeah um well because you're like a therapist from both sides well yeah i mean i would never say that i'm a therapist but i would say that the relationship between um, well, me and my it. clients are is therapeutic in <laughs> yeah, nature yes yeah, yeah, yeah. um let other people call you that <laughs> yeah they can say whatever they want i have no control <laughs> all right so somebody comes to see you mm-hmm. and what happens so typically i mean i hate to sort of s- immediately off the bat sound like a therapist but i i will say <laughs> what brings you here uh-huh. what do you want to work on uh-huh. and uh-huh. What I found over the years to be so fascinating is that what people initially will come to me for uh-huh. will evolve over time and turn into other things. So yeah, yeah, goals will yeah, change yeah, over time, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, again, like therapy. But, um, but yeah, so maybe somebody comes with a presenting um, challenge that they're working on, like, you know, I've done four records and I have no idea what I want to say with my fifth record. You oh, know? So how uh-huh. do we figure uh-huh. that out and uh-huh. and then it really will sort of turn into by necessity will sort of turn into um you know who are you as an artist what do you want to uh-huh. say about yourself as an artist where have you been as an artist where do you uh-huh. want to go as an artist you know and, and uh-huh. so there's a lot of kind of deep diving around there and and everything is very individualized you know per yeah. per yeah. person and so i do love to ask questions i just yeah. keep asking questions until either I'm discovering things or the client is discovering things or we're both discovering things and, and we can sort of figure out how to work together, like what that, the nature of that work is going to be like and uh-huh. also where we want to sort of go in the short term, medium term, long term. And again, those things are slippery. You know, we'll end up, th- those will often end up changing over time too as we 
kind of make progress. Uh-huh. Do you do do this with writers also? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't mean music writers. I mean uh-huh. writers, do. authors. Really? Yes. Really. Yeah. So if I came, if I came to you and I said, I had a book published by Random House, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I I don't have a second one. Yes. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk a lot about um, again. Who are you as a creative person? What are you trying uh to say about yourself as a creative Uh person? And also, how do we access your creativity in a way that feels um, inspiring rather than daunting? Um, Uh Because that sophomore effort can be really difficult for authors, for musicians, the same kind of thing. You know, we, we often talk about like a first book or a first CD or record is, is sort of like, this is the thing that's been sort of itching to get right, out or right. this is all the songs that I've written so far. I'm yeah. going to put them on a record. Yeah. Um, and then what? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And so I think one thing that I think is oftentimes kind of lost track of is that the process of making that first record or writing that first book is, is your friend, you know, you've been uh-huh. through this. Uh-huh. So you can, you can actually approach that as something that's it rather than, Oh no, how am I going to top this as, Oh, I know how to do this. And Mm -hmm. so now I can sort of take it the next level and say, okay, I don't have to prove that I can do this anymore. I actually know how to do this. So the next level is really about being the intentional, um, you know, the intentional artist on an artistic (coughs) journey. So this all sounds, you know, it can sound kind of, how do you even define this stuff? Yeah. But that really is the the work. It's it's the process of those those explorations and discoveries. How do you know these things? Well, I come at it from a, a sort of a multidisciplinary background. Um, I, I have decades of experience and training in music, being a performing musician, yeah. being a studio producer, being um, a film producer in theater, training as director and actor. Um, but I also feel that I have a particular talent for this Uh that is sort of like I, you know, someone would have a talent for writing poetry or for, uh, uh, playing the, uh, oboe or whatever it is that I I feel that I have a particular talent that makes it possible for me to, guess being a deep listener but also it's not just about listening i i'm actually trying to hold the the big picture for the client Uh and seeing kind of where they're intending to go and helping them carve out that that pathway Uh um i often say this work isn't about me being a big old expert it's about helping the client develop their own artistic expertise in terms of their artistic journey their artistic self but the expertise that I bring to it is the ability to contain the the process for the client, to be um, to be a deep listener, to be a, a sort of a, an advocate slash strategist for the client, um, to hold the space with integrity so that they yeah, understand yeah. they're safe, mm-hmm. and um, to build that trust relationship, and also to be to have access to inspiration myself because a lot of times the creative coaching kind of experience is about inspiration and it is sort of about getting that 
synthesizing the ideas and the and the um, inspiration of where does the client want to go mm-hmm. and being able to not just recognize it but communicate it. So it's kind of multi-layered. Have you ever had an experience where the client thinks you're their muse? <laughs> Uh, yes. What do you do in um, that case? Yeah. I mean, it's nice. It's, being, it's nice being worshipped. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I I'm very wary of. Now, I, this sounds very pejorative, and it's not how I've experienced. But I have seen. I have observed in other folks that kind of do what I do, but even though they're not really doing what I do, that it's very easy to sort of form a cult of personality. You yeah. know, where people yeah. do get that yeah. sort of like, oh. You know, this is my guru and I will, you uh-huh. know, whatever, uh-huh. whatever. And and really, it's my job to have appropriate boundaries and to keep maintaining the boundaries for the good of the client. And that's why my practice is entirely confidential. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's my job to, when I see that happening, to sort of explore with the client why that's happening, to be direct about it and and to have that be part of the exploration process of the client is making. Uh Um, Because my intention, even though I do work with people spanning their careers, you know, for kind of their whole careers, I work with people for years. Yeah. um, It's my intention that it's about developing their artistic sensibility, Uh their artistic, you know, sense of, their journey and yeah. making their own yeah. artistic decisions. So that's why I will present um, things for them to try and to get out of the comfort zone. But if they, they, after doing that will determine, no, that's actually not fitting right for me. I, mm-hmm. I'm not only okay with that. I'm like, yay, good yeah. for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so then when we do have that career spanning relationship, we're building on that cumulative kind yeah. of, yeah. you know, discovery slash, um, you know, imagination of the client taking uh-huh. over. Uh-huh. So do you think there really are muses? I, I guess it's how you define it. You know, I mean, I think, I think the thing about being a creative person and I, I've often really kind of wrestled with this, but I think the thing that I always picture, because I, I feel like I'm a creative person in my coaching uh-huh. Um, and also have experience, you know, as a writer and all that other stuff, um, performer. But it's like, I often think of it as you see this thing in the distance and it looks like a solid wall and uh-huh. creativity's on the other side. <coughs> but when we get closer to it, we see it's more like a beaded curtain yeah. and we can yeah. actually stick our hand in there, stick our head in and see what's there and grab some stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think when people view as a muse sometimes is just a tool to get through the beaded curtain you know um well it's someone who inspires yes yeah that's not your role no (laughs) no i'm just yeah i mean it's my role to have have the client inspire themselves Uh for sure Uh because they Uh have to sustain it they're the ones who are creating right so yeah but it's not my role gotcha to be like somebody saying you know to be dependent on me to, yeah, you know, yeah. to foster that inspiration. I want yeah. them to be dependent on themselves for it. You got it. If that makes sense. It's wonderful to have a muse, though. 
It is. It really is. It is. But just like, I <laughs> Nothing think just like, like in dreams where things appear to be certain things and they can often actually be representing aspects of yourself. I think Amuse kind of is that as well. I think, it, I mean, this is all very esoteric, but I think yeah. that Amuse is actually an aspect of yourself that you're, mm -hmm. you're recognizing. Could be. Could be. Yeah. It, it's 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 tricky. It is it's tricky, especially especially tricky if you don't if you lose one. Yes. Yeah. Then where do you go? That's that's tough. Yeah. Um, but you know, Lynch says, uh, you know, uh, we live inside a dream, but who is the dreamer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Well, as yeah. I always say, if it was easy, everybody could do it. Really. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So. When did you develop the, your your coach voice? For your, you know, yeah, because um, your coach voice has got to be different from your producer voice yeah. than it is from your creative voice. You know, yeah, it is. Um, I think it's been a long process, and it sort of has been one of those things where it just was developing over a really long time. It, uh -huh. it was a it was a matter of recognizing it more than developing it, I think. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that that was a talent that I have and that, um, and that I could use it to help other people uh -huh. become uh -huh. better at what they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I teach a lot of master classes, for instance, uh -huh. and, um, it's it's kind of an interesting experience to do because it's a there's a performative aspect to it right. certainly i need to kind of make quick adjustments on people and and have it return interesting results so that people can see you uh -huh. know see the adjustments and understand yeah. what happened but um but really to me it's about it's less about demonstrating my, you know, super brain expertise. And it's uh -huh. more about demonstrating what it's like to work with me. You know, who, yeah. what I'm like as yeah. a person. I'm, yeah. I'm a yeah. kind person. I'm uh -huh. a perceptive person. Uh -huh. I, you know, I'm a safe person to, uh -huh. to take risks with and that sort of thing. And I think that there are people out there who do this sort of kind of work that that's not what their talent is. You know, uh -huh. they don't have that that yeah. sort of a way of containing that talent um, uh -huh. or communicating it. Uh -huh. And, and so I think that early on that just when I was early on as a studio producer uh -huh. um, that, you know, I know how to get a performance out of a, yeah. out of a voice yeah. actor in a studio uh -huh. or, or, uh -huh. or a musician. I just, it's like a, I can plug into it and I can, uh -huh. I just know what's going to be an effective thing to communicate to get what I'm yeah. going for. Yeah. Um, so coaching is a lot like that. It's yeah. just, yeah. you know, how do you, y you might identify there's an issue. Yeah. You might know what to do to fix the issue, but you still have to communicate it in a way that's going to bring about the result for the client, yeah. you know, yeah. or for the talent. So how do you know. deal with the musical ego? Yeah. I, I tend to not think of it as an ego. I tend to really? think of it. Yeah. I, because it, it's so, I, what I love about working with clients is that you, you'd get to crawl inside uh -huh. and really uh -huh. see what makes somebody tick. 
And so ego is kind of a pejorative term to me. It's sort of like, I mean, I think in a lot of ways artists, it's really important that artists come into themselves and are super grounded and feel confident about who they are. Uh Um, I don't have a lot of patience for people who don't treat people kindly. Uh So I think that that's a sort of a expression of what people might call ego. Yeah. But, but I have just found that working with people, I, I just can't even recall a personality that I've worked with where I've just like said, you know, you're, you're getting in the way you're not, uh-huh. Because uh-huh. people tend to self-select. I mean, they come to me because yes. they're already yes. recognizing yeah. that this is a process that uh-huh. that is going to be well suited to me. So, so I'm guessing you don't get very many heavy metal drummers. Um, no, yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. I work with all genres. Yeah. Huh. Definitely heavy metal drummers. Are they yes. not full of themselves? Not just drummers. Let me start. Yeah. I don't want to just. But <laughs> guitarists yeah. and. Not bass players, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No bass player jokes, right? Um, I, <laughs> I think it's hard. To, it's hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> I think what happens. It, it's interesting. I work with a lot of bands, uh-huh. and there's a lot of personalities in bands. Yeah. And um, and oftentimes the the person that you would recognize as being, or that you would label as being the kind of the big egoist yeah. in the band is is oftentimes that's coming from a place of feeling like they feel like <laughs> they're worried about something huh. they have to carry an extra load they feel or they feel that uh-huh. things are out of control or they feel that they um y- you know that that they have to um you know there's just like that sense of of I don't feel like I can be my best self in this situation. Wow. And and when we end up working together with the band and we end up kind of figuring out what's not working and how to make everybody more comfortable and how to feel like everybody's participating in a way that they want to participate in, then a lot of that stuff goes away. And huh. so I think it's just a question of kind of trying to figure out, well, what's underneath that? Why is that happening? Uh-huh. You know? And trying to address the work um, in a way that, you know, for instance, um, band practice is a mm-hmm. common issue. How do we do with band practice? Yeah, and yeah. and oftentimes, if I see that imbalance of kind of investment or people acting out or yeah, acting yeah. up, um, then one thing that I'll recommend is, you know, have an agenda for your band practice rotate who's running the agenda uh-huh. over different practices wow. so that everybody has to sort of have a stake in it, uh-huh. you know, so uh-huh. you can't just be the goof off, you know, you have to be the one who's in charge sometimes. And that can sort of shift perceptions from that person and also towards that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just kinds of things like that, where I'll sort of, it's my job to sort of diagnose. It's hard to imagine though. It's hard to imagine uh, you know, if there's a if there's a definite leader who writes all the material, oh, yeah. does all the singing, and is in charge, mm-hmm. giving that up. Right, and I think there's. I mean, because oftentimes you're dealing with a situation where multiple people are bringing material, so yeah. they get to music yeah. direct their, their right. material. Right. If there's a band leader, then we have to focus on the band leader as what's your leadership style, what are their learning styles, you know 
are we doing this in a way that everybody is feeling heard yeah. is feeling important is feeling valued um are you are you putting out what you want to put out clearly you know so there's definitely there's band leader slash front person yeah. kinds of skills there's side person skills yeah um, there's ensemble skills uh -huh. because we want to feel like the band is, yeah. you know, that they love each other and right. they want to be together. We right. don't want to worry about them as yeah. we're watching yeah. them, you know, but this all still just keeps coming back to what's making everything tick, you uh -huh. know, and that's kind of my job is to uh -huh. try to suss that out. Huh. Yeah. Um, how did you get started? What was your, what was your first role in this? Were you, did you start as a musician? Um, well, <laughs> um, it's it's again always so hard for me to kind of pull the strands apart you know yeah. because um coming from a performing background as an actor and a musician but also as a sort of a um you know overseer slash creative well, what background. was your first performance my first performance first um well this is probably apocryphal yes but um i i choose to believe it uh, apparently we had just gotten a piano and I had huh. one of those when I was like, I think three, I had one of those little chord organs. Do you uh -huh. remember those? Sure. You push the button and it plays sure. the chord and then yeah, you yeah. play the keyboard. Yeah. And there's a book with the little color coded things. Uh -huh. Um, I used to spend hours on that thing. Huh. Um, but we got a piano and apparently we went to go see a movie, a musical and came home. And I think I was about four when this happened <laughs> and they say I sat down and played the score. No, <laughs> I don't think that's exactly what happened, but I probably was picking it out. The yeah. So yeah. they signed me up for piano lessons. And so then wow. I, I started doing, you know, recitals through that. So that was really? kind of my first performing. We're playing what kind of stuff? Um, oh, I was really into the romantics. You uh -huh. know? And, and also uh -huh. I was into jazz. So I remember being really excited when I got to the point where my teacher assigned me some Dave Brubeck's, D uh, Dave Brubeck's oh, solo improvisations. Oh my God. But I had these <laughs> tiny hands. So I'm like trying to reach these <laughs> intervals, you know, with these tiny hands. And, but I love Dave Brubeck and uh -huh. I, I was kind of raised on the thirties, forties, fifties jazz. And uh -huh. Uh -huh. so that was very formative to me at the same time as being raised on like the, the folk singers, the Pete Seegers and yeah. the Weavers and all, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah. also Broadway musicals. So kind of had a lot of different things going on in my head. Yeah, really? But I, but I do remember spending a lot of time sort of laying on the floor as a kid and listening to, like, um, Sgt. Pepper and trying to figure out how they did stuff, <laughs> and, you know. So kind yeah. of the studio geek in, in yeah. training was yeah. happening, too, at the same time. So a <laughs> lot, of, lot of different things. But, but, yeah, as a pianist, I loved Chopin, Beethoven, uh -huh. you know, that kind of thing. But also at the same time was kind of like, give me some more of that Brubeck or some yeah. Gershwin or, yeah. you know. That sort do of you thing. remember the first time you walked into a, rec a recording studio? Yeah, I think it was, it must have been when I was a film producer working on post-production. Uh, that was probably, yeah, uh, that was probably the first. And then I started um, doing voiceover sessions yeah. and um, also working with the sound designers and working with the composers uh -huh. you know, on, uh -huh. on um scoring stuff like that. i love those environments oh it's the best it I, really I love is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah i love it there's <laughs> just some if you, it always feels like coming home when i yeah, have a chance yeah. to do uh, we we did one of these in a in a, in, in a separate location a few weeks ago with tucker, tucker martin yeah. yeah that was fabulous yeah you know just yeah, fabulous. to see the new space i've been yeah really curious yeah, to yeah, see. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i think there's <clears throat> something about using the ears in a focused laser like 
uh-huh. in a way that that I just I just adore. I love using the ears, and I love the communication, the teamwork, the collaboration that goes on between a producer, an engineer, and an artist. Right. Um, right. It there's just there's just nothing like it. I yeah. I just love it, and that's why I'm still. I kind of keep my hand in. I don't produce records anymore, but I do vocal tracks producing for uh-huh. for folks because I. It's sort of on the continuum of, you know, we'll work in pre-production, we'll sort of develop the material, and then um, they'll, for independent folks, they'll go and get the instrument tracks done, and then uh-huh. I'll work with them with the instrument tracks to get ready to go in the studio to do the vocals, and we go in and do the vocals, and, and I'll produce those, and we've already got this shorthand, you know, that we yeah. can work with. Now, is with. that in your role as a, as a coach, or as... as it's okay. kind of a, another service that I offer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I do work with a lot of folks in pre-production. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Good. Yeah. It's fun. It's really fun. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love to even have my hand in like the sequencing of the record and, uh-huh. and things like that. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. That's what I've done some of that myself. Yeah. It's. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, so are you, I know nobody's doing any performing right now, but are you, st- are you still performing? Um, you know, it's interesting. Well, would I, you would you be would performing? I, yeah, <laughs> I always say I don't have time to be a band leader, um, but I it's hard for me not to be a band leader. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, I'm always looking for that perfect uh, backup singer gig, you know, uh-huh. where I can just yeah, show yeah. up and do yeah. the thing. Because yeah. you know, because I am just focused on coaching and and stuff. I mean, I'm I'm constantly trying to better myself as a musician. You know, yeah. um, I play yeah. about twelve instruments, not great you know uh-huh. so there's always something i can be working on there yeah but as yeah. far as being a gigging musician it's been it's been a while since i've yeah. like regularly been a gigging musician huh. just because if you were a backup on. singer what kind of music would it be oh i there's all i don't have i don't care okay <laughs> you know? right. i just like making harmony you know yeah, yeah. I, I love singing harmony. i actually i'm st- i'm i'm you know i've been doing this for 50 years right yeah. i'm still starstruck yeah one time i got to meet claudia lanier yeah Oh my God! Yeah. I got a, I got a hug from Claudia Lanier. Yeah, there you <laughs> Cause go. Because Bobby Bobby uh, 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 Torres brought her into town. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, I mean, she was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was brown sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get anyway, starstruck too. Yeah. I definitely do. And even even after I get to know people, I'm still starstruck with them because I yeah. I think the thing that that. Uh, strikes my star <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is that um i think i have just discovered over the years that the reason i get plugged into somebody as a musician is because i love the way they think uh-huh. and uh-huh. and so after i you know i'm fortunate enough to get to know somebody that i've yeah. previously been starstruck about yeah I, I still get so much enjoyment out of it because i love the way they think yeah and so being yeah, able to like yeah. dive into that yeah. is just a blast. i mean just because i'm starstruck doesn't stop me from doing a good job right, but you know right. absolutely <laughs> i mean uh, yeah uh, every time i've interviewed betty levette for instance it's oh, like <gasps> she's such a badass i hope i can say that but she uh, he just, can say anything oh my gosh she completely <laughs> is the, i i I saw her at Jimmy Max one, right yeah, before. Yeah. I think it was pretty, pretty close to when they closed, and that was I was like two feet away from her. That was something else. I asked her about the opening scene in her autobiography, yeah. where she's being held over the side of a building by a pimp. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't want to talk about it. She said, "Go buy the book." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just can't imagine. I, I mean, you just think about what her life is, and and yeah. it all goes into her art. You yeah, know, it's yeah, just so beautiful yeah, yeah. to see. So, are yeah. you doing any 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 writing? 
Yeah, I am actually. Yeah. Of what? Of what variety? Um, I've been doing a little songwriting lately. There's yeah? a lot of inspiration out there right uh-huh. now. Um, yeah, that's for sure. And in there, there's a lot yes. of inspiration in there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm actually kind of getting back to writing poetry, which I haven't done in a really long time. Wow. Which has been fun. Um, there, it's it's interesting to pull it apart from songwriting. They're yeah. very different. What are your poems tend to be about? Oh, just I never know. They just yeah. show up and tell me it's time yeah. to write me down. So yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. That's yeah, good. I I like to. Um, and I've also been doing every now and then on on Facebook. I'll start a, a l- little series where I was for a little while. I was doing my disc a day recommendation. I was uh-huh. kind of writing about uh-huh. those and uh-huh. kind of tying them into you know I labor over these three paragraphs. You know, just because I really want to kind of yeah. think about yeah. what I'm saying about these discs and why I'm uh-huh. why I'm picking them. <laughs> and then um, for a little while, I was doing on this day in music kind of a thing. Yeah, and so yeah. writing about those, but more you know less sort of reporting and more sort of editorializing you know kind of stuff um and i'll i'll do those for a while do those for a couple few weeks and then Stephen rutledge does those great every day yeah this little this birthdays um yeah he's just wonderful Mm -hmm. he really is (laughs) well um uh, we will have all the information up there about how how to find you yes and i appreciate you coming in absolutely uh this has been fun my pleasure um uh, keep us informed of what's going on, and uh, if you if you're gonna end up releasing something, or you have somebody you're gonna end up releasing, or you know, I don't mean you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I got Frank Sinatra's contract right here. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a really interesting time. It, it just is, and I I know you know having the entire entertainment industry shut down and everything was is is very nerve-wracking there's going to be a lot of sort of reinvention going on and oh yeah you know but i i'm just noticing like with my clients right now that there's just kind of like okay well i can take this opportunity to dive deep a little bit and figure out yeah you know get my get my ducks in a row and figure out i i i I think people either do that or don't do anything yeah Yeah, there's a lot of paralysis going on too yeah Yeah, unfortunately but that can be sort of i don't know laying fallow for a little while can be good for the being fertile later i yeah. guess yeah. we'll see we'll see we yeah. <laughs> find out nobody knows well i had uh i had um uh steve berlin in here yeah and you know, he's a sax player from los lobos mm-hmm. he lives in portland and he said he he has taken this period to relearn how to play the saxophone this is the saxophone player in los yeah. lobos I know. and he has an entirely different technique i know you it's know amazing. It's, it's fascinating i mean i do i do a lot of uh i post on my website conversations that with elite level musicians yeah. and other performers and and i love finding out that you know the best musicians out there when i ask them what do they want to do differently in the future and they'll always say i just want to get better you know yeah, yeah. that's what makes them who they are yeah. and it's on the one hand you're going you need to get better you know but yeah. that's that's just so inspiring, yeah. you know, to see people. I didn't that. ask you who your favorite client was because I know you don't want to re- no. re- reveal the names. No, I don't. So that's why, everybody, <laughs> in case you were wondering. Yeah. I can tell you my favorite type of client, which is kind of all my clients, but they're the, they're <laughs> the people who take the work seriously and, and want to go deep. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. just, I am always so struck by the courage of, people who are doing that and and it's inspiring to me you know to to see that 
I mean, that's sort of the nature of the artist, you know, is that you're always wanting to, again, get better and, but but really to understand the self more so that Uh you can build on it. Well, suppose, but suppose somebody came to you and they, they they had, um, their, their first effort was a flop. Mm -hmm. What do you do in that case? I mean, suppose they're really not any good. Oh, not any good. Well, yeah, see, it's not really my job to make those judgments, but but I yeah. think... I, I, I th- know, but you know. Well, I think what we might want to do, you know, it's... I even hesitate to say because it's so individual, but, yeah. you know, because it's like, what what's getting in the way? Yeah. What's, yeah. What are the goals? Do the goals need to be adjusted? Um, but But it can also be... I mean, one person's not very good is another person's wow. You know, I, 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 oh, I just kind tend to not put it in those terms. It's okay. What we're going for is. Uh, I know, but you have to. Yeah. I don't have to. You don't. Well, no. <laughs> and that's why there are critics out there for sure. I'm not a critic. Don't call me a critic. <laughs> How dare I'm you? not a critic. <laughs> <laughs> but that is why there are critics out the there. The only re- only bad review I've written in the past 15 years was Ace of Base. And why was that? Because I'd been holding it in for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> it just, you didn't have any, no, any it, choice over oh, that. Oh, it, it came out. My God, it came out. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, spinning discs is being a critic, you know? I mean, <laughs> oh, that's true. There's, I suppose. Everybody's oh, got well, judgment. Oh, well, you know, that's, 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 a, that's interesting because... Yeah. Um, after, after the last presidential election, <laughs> yeah. uh, I figured my best, the best thing for me to do on my radio show is to play things that will comfort and inspire. Mm. And maybe it'll shake your butt a little bit. It's but, your artistic you know. mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because so you're, you're making artistic choices when you're doing oh, sure. what you're doing. Oh, God. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and your listeners are counting on you to curate for them. Oh, yeah. You know? That's that's for damn sure. And they're listening to you because they appreciate how you curate. Yep. And that those yep. are all artistic choices. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Oh, 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 absolutely. I mean, yeah. no, I, I, I appreciate that. And, and certainly, you know, I've worked with, with people who do what you do and and that's you know it's it is about recognizing what that but there are people in every aspect of the performing arts who suck there's just no question about it yeah (laughs) you know it's not up to you to say to say that but but it's it's really true it's really true my job to sort of help the client figure out what they want to do and how they want to do it and i always say it comes down to those two questions what do you want to do and how do you want to do it yeah um or what do you want to say and how do you want to say it yeah and but but to me one of the joys of my of my job is we all have we all form instant sort of judgments about things or or perceptions about uh-huh. things and one of my greatest joys is having those disproven you know through yeah. the work i yeah. mean i just love it I'll, I'll i'll go in you know we all do it and i'll i'll have a first impression uh-huh. and nine times out of ten when i go deeper with a client it turns out to be misleading so yeah i love yeah. that yeah you yeah. know that's yeah. kind of the greater part of being a human being, I think, yep. you know, benefits us all. Yep. And with that, <laughs> we'll now stop. Now that we've solved all the problems Really, in the world. it's true. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. Really appreciate Thank it. You.